What's up, dog? Big dog. Big dog. How are you doing? Big doggy dog. T dog. I'm doing my fantastic. My king, E dog. I'm doing fantastic. Um... Yeah, me too. Me too. I got a lot on my lap right now, or sh- should I say, like quite literally, actually, I have a an animal with me, Eric. A, a, we have a guest today, if you will. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about this new animal acquisition that you have uh right here ty what's going on why why are you uh why do you have a plus one (laughs) yeah well i wanted i didn't want to roll up to the met alone but uh and i couldn't bring the whole set as drake would say no i'm i'm dog sitting right now eric i uh i'm a victim of uh, other people's pet ownership Mm, the absolute worst like other people owning pets only because they know they can pawn it off to like some unsuspecting like idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take my dog, idiot. They, they suck. Yeah, exactly. Um, I only babysit, you know, one animal, um, and that's the animal within me. Yeah, dude. I had to find that. I have to like look after the dog in me every single day. So this was a, a natural <laughs> progression to work with the dog outside me. Yeah. Exactly um but what is this creature's name so this isn't callie she's a golden doodle she's about a year old she's pretty petite for a doodle she's snoring right now um she's got a cute little tongue she everyone sees her and calls her a chicken nugget so for the breadheads just imagine a chicken nugget that poops (laughs) her favorite thing to do is to lick herself and then lick my mouth i don't know why dogs do that Mm. That's the most white person thing I've ever heard today. Um, you know, letting dogs lick your mouth is so cursed. It's like making someone sandwich without gloves on. It's basically what I, that I d- is. I'm not encouraging it, but sometimes I get a little sneak attack. <laughs> oh, sneak attack. Sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can you imagine geez. if the sandwich artist did that? They're just like, sneak attack, and they whip the glove off halfway through the sandwich it comes out of the toaster and they said like things are getting a little hairy Mm. things are getting a little hairy whipping the glove without consent is a felony in a lot of places actually Uh, (laughs) dude i would like if i if i could get uh confirm that the sandwich artist's nails were clean and like hygienic no dirt under the nails i don't want a like uh sti here sandwich <laughs> transmitted disease infection <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah that's a it's a big no-no but uh how do you keep this dog clean is it it's currently i can see that it's sitting on your sofa with you um how do you make sure that this dog stays clean and is you know licking itself like while being clean <laughs> <laughs> you know one, I keep her indoors at all times. But two, this girl is hypoallergenic, Eric. And that means that, like, if you're gluten-free to dogs, <laughs> then you can still be around this one. It's like a gluten-free pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a celiac cunt, and I mm-hmm. need my dogs to be the same. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. Wow, Ty. Yeah. So what is a veg head like you doing with a chicken nugget dog? Is this your way of, like, <laughs> like projecting? Or yeah. are, are you are you signaling like 
like the end of meat culture. It's like the only meat that exists now is in the form of like dog fur. It's funny. I don't know if it was subconscious or not, but I went out and I bought like a frozen pack of like Beyond Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> I think I'm so I'm so tempted to eat this little animal. Culturally, <laughs> though, I feel like I'm going to get backlash for saying that. I think we need I mean, to destigmatize eating our pets. Farmers do it all <laughs> the time. Yeah, farmers are allowed to eat their pets. Why? Why is that? Is it because they have names? Like, what if I named my dog, you know, a number four three seven? Can I eat it then? Mm-hmm. I think it's because we create different terminology for our food to, uh, like, separate the pet from the meal. Like, you don't eat mm-hmm. cow, you eat beef. You don't eat pig, you eat pork. You don't. Maybe chickens are not the the case, but so we need a word for dog. Like, you don't, you don't eat. A sandwich you eat a foot long it's the same thing you know <laughs> cold cold cuts further mm-hmm. removing like what cold you're eating cuts. from the actual thing oh i never seafood deadly yellow seafood wow it's not you know tuna well the no. tuna is not tuna um <laughs> uh, yeah you're right there, there there's no shrimp in the seafood medley it's just you know unidentified shrimp-like substance you know, mm-hmm. at this point, they should just call the t- tuna like the creamed fish. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a, a bit more descriptive. Creamed fish. <laughs> For sakes, that sounds so nasty. You're almost making me um, jump in my whip and go to Whole Foods right now and get some Beyond Nuggets. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why people put fish in sandwiches. Like, okay, fish in general, pretty good, tasty, delicious. Put it, wrap it in rice, tasty. Have it on a plate, tasty. <laughs> Put it in pasta, tasty. Put fish in a sandwich, low-key kind of weird. Don't you think? A little weird. Ty, you chose the wrong person to debate this with, Ty. You're a fish and sandwich that's, man? Yeah, that's a very, like, North American attitude to have when it comes to seafood, Ty. But think about this. Whenever you eat seafood, you always have, like, some bread with it, right? Mm-hmm. So just put the seafood on the bread, make a nice little sandwich, little panini. Dude, you're telling me when you go to Italy, you don't have like, you don't go to like a pescaria and, you know, get a little octopus tentacle on on some nice bread and make that into a sandwich? Well, open face is a different game, Eric. This is an age-old battle, which which is like, is a flatbread a sandwich? Is an open face sandwich (laughs) truly a handheld? Or is it a fork and knife type of activation? Mm-hmm. Or is it simply a beats? It's just a beats. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's weird. I don't. I don't think fish should go <laughs> between bread. Oh, uh, I would go between bread for you any day, um, dude. It has to go between bread. Like the one critique I have of open face sandwiches, and th- and this I give credit to North American institutions like Subway. Um, Mm -hmm. is the top piece of bread acts as a, like, it's the glove, if you will. You get to, like, hold your sandwich without your hands getting dirty or without things flying off of the piece of bread. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and smacking down on your plate. Like, that's, like, the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah, that's true. So there's probably in the the bread-making factory before they ship them to Subway franchises. I bet there's someone Mm -hmm. on 
the quality assurance team that like taps the bread with a little hammer to make sure that the top of the bread is going to be firm enough to provide structure, but gentle enough to be chewable. Mm -hmm. That's definitely what happens. Also, I can't tell if I'm looking at your dog's eyeball or its butthole. <laughs> what, what part of the dog is that? <laughs> <laughs> they do look weirdly the same. Those are the eyeballs, Eric. <laughs> Eric is still learning about like canine anatomy today. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. Um, speaking of anatomy, what what would you say your be uh, beyond ribs were made out of last night? Because I saw you, you know, you snapshotted me a little Aww. photo of some imitation of ribs and I, I'm, I'm just like really interested in hearing more about this like how were they w was there a bone mm -hmm. in there was mm. like how, how can they be ribs like just walk me just walk me through the whole experience I'm really yeah yeah interested. we we gotta talk about this so Eric I need to let you know that you inspired this meal you went to <laughs> rib fast a few weeks ago and ever since then I've been craving oh, yes. ribs but how does like uh, veggie head like myself get my little green fingers on some ribs <laughs> well the answer opened up to me when at the grocery store the other day I found a pack of vegan ribs by a brand called <laughs> the very good butcher they're very oh, nice yes. yes yes they were fantastic they tasted so good but you got a few questions one what is it made of do you have a guess well like most vegetarian foods I mean I guess it's tofu or some kind of blend of proprietary vegetables. <laughs> it was a blend. It was it, it's it's a it's a bit of merlot and chardonnay or whatever. I'm still <laughs> learning about wines. No, it's a a blend of jackfruit and then a few vegetables like lentil, but primarily jackfruit, Eric. I know you're jacked uh... at that answer. <laughs> Dude, this jackfruit is like the most uh, sleeper fruit, I guess, of all time. It's literally fueling an en entire demographic of uh, diners. It's crazy. It's crazy that a fruit can be so popular, yet no one knows anything about it. Like, I've never mm -hmm. seen it in its actual, like, its proper form. I've only seen pulled pork, and then someone says it's jackfruit. And I'm like, yeah. what is this jackfruit everyone's talking about? Fascinating. And I'm guessing Where somebody marinates... From? this like jackfruit that's been like blended up together and like molded into the shape of like a carcass <laughs> like did it did it take the form of an animal or was it just like eh, it's just like a nice slab of meat in this, yeah so they didn't this wasn't like the veggie patty it wasn't this globular brick of jackfruit they actually took the time to mold it to look like a half rack of ribs and let me tell you, it was pretty good. It, it fooled mm -hmm. the eye on first sight, Eric. It was doused mm -hmm. in some barbecue sauce, too. Mm. Now, you had another question for me, which was, was there a bone? And if so, what was it made of? <laughs> I want you to guess. Do you think there was a bone? And if so, what was the bone made of? I know what it was. <laughs> Dude, I'm willing to bet. Holy oh, yeah, buddy. Choo-choo. Hop aboard choo -choo. The, the rib train. We're going yeah. to straight to rib fest. Um, <laughs> but get this tie. I'm going to guess that there was a quote bone. Um, and I got a bone to pick with you. Was it a popsicle like stick? <laughs> That's actually a really smart answer, Eric, because you would assume that a sustainable, 
fully minded company like a vegetarian meat byproduct or whatever uh, would want a compostable artifact in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I regret to inform you that it came boneless, oh. which I know at first I was kind of bummed because I wanted that like crunchy experience on the tea. Like the dog in me wants to chew on a bone, right? But then I realized it just means more jackfruit. Hell yeah, through and through. Mm. I mean, I don't think they're like, I don't think it's an and or situation. I think you could just insert like almost like a skewer, you know, two centimeters apart. 12 times fill up the entire mm-hmm. rack um 12 ribs and a foot long mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah that would be great because then you can like eat around it and like play with your hands and like really simulate what it's like to eat ribs like the like that's like half of the experience of eating ribs is like picking up with your hands and like having like always oh, like barbecue sauce in your mouth and fingers and i think it would have been much better if you got to experience that, would you think it would totally. like enhance the flavor for you? Oh yeah, definitely. Like to lick my fingers, like because there was no bone and because it wasn't really ribs, I felt like I should eat it with a knife and fork, like an adult. And I, I, I don't know. It kind of took away the magic of just ribbing <laughs> it up with, by the barbecue, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Did you slap this on, on the Barbie or what? Pan fried tonight, baby. But I think that was a, that was a mistake. We're going to have to, whip the old charcoal grill and uh mm. smoke that boy hell yeah smoke that loud pack yeah um really smoking of, uh, a pack mm-hmm. speaking of you know puffing and puffing on that gelato <laughs> i went on a gelato excursion yesterday ty um i was feeling like you know pretty burnt out of work so i just you know grabbed a lucy cigarette from my drawer Nice. Over to the next gelato spot. Ordered a um, hazelnut. Oh boy, that was really loud. I gotta stop recording on my patio. The neighbors are so ra- rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked up a hazelnut Oreo flavored gelato scoop. Okay, mm. and I ate that outside and smoked a cigarette with my gelato and. I feel like the smoke inhalation went really nice with the sweet flavors of the Oreo and hazelnut notes I was getting from the gelato. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. this is all just like, like, you know, foreplay for when I go to Italy. Because um, I'm going to be doing the exact same thing. If anything, it was practice for like holding both in one hand, you know? Oh, yeah. You're going to be hucking darts back all over that country. And oh, yeah. you ever like go to like Grom for some gelato? in italy that's a good spot good chain spot that's that's like italy's like marble slab (laughs) (laughs) now i know exactly the place to avoid thank you cool you're welcome um (laughs) damn the notion of sweet and smoky is such an interesting palette for a mixologist to explore Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately those are two like like the smoky thing is isn't really a characteristic that one has the opportunity to work with in a subway sandwich unless you triple toast or quadruple toast then you might get lucky Mm -hmm. bit of a Mm -hmm. mess yeah you really have to like char the outside of a sandwich um you know and then fill it with sweet onion in order to get like this like smoky sweet kind of like back and forth you know 
like you're, you're it's like playing tennis it's like smoke and sweet are playing tennis and uh you know it's it's win by two <laughs> totally i feel like there's an opportunity though like i don't want to maybe toast the whole sandwich i just want a little bit of a brewery action on the top a little torching sandwich artists are trained kitchen workers i think they could probably operate a little torch that's a great question are they trained what are they right. what are they trained <laughs> what are they trained sandwich artists at subway like it's like i'm pretty sure the extent of their training is like this is where the ingredients are <laughs> dude if they had any type of food safe certification they wouldn't have to wear those those plastic gloves <laughs> that's that's my hypothesis mm. that's true any fine dining establishment like the chef doesn't wear gloves and it's like oh. it's like i want my aburi like salmon to be touching his like ha- like hand tats like i mm. want the like seasoning from his like from the skull on his like thumb <laughs> to influence my uh sandwich flavor profile <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's part of the magic it's part of the magic you know like uh that's what you're going for they're going for that like <laughs> chef touch I, most Wait, celebrity chefs don't even like they don't even wear a hairnet you know if they get if you get a little bit of rob feeney's hair <laughs> you know um in, in your food that's you should that should be uh celebrated mm-hmm. exactly like is this a shaved um like radish or is it you know like a gray hair <laughs> uh, it could be both exactly Damn. Wow, beautiful well i'll be sure to look out for that last time i actually did find a hair in my food last weekend Ty. <laughs> I, um, you know, went over to, mm-hmm. well, I won't name the spot because I like going there and I don't want to put them on blast like that because I do intend to go back. But I went to a, one of my favorite falafel restaurants here in the city and I was like eating it like at the beach and I just noticed like a thick black hair inside of my chicken shawarma. <laughs> oh no, can you hear me? Hey, you still there? Dude, yeah, yeah, this keep happening. Did you, what happened? Did you go from Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi or something? I'm not really sure. There was a lawnmower in my yard. I got to stop recording on the patio. So I ran inside while you were talking. And then I think I like jumped between routers or something. But we're back online. I actually think this is a conspiracy and big, big Bill Gates wants to take this podcast down. We know too much. Yeah, I know. It's really annoying. I, I get like 18 calls a day that just say like Subway HQ and it mm-hmm. says like like Philadelphia. And I'm like, I don't want to answer this. I just like close it. And then I just get these weird cryptic voicemails from it. Like it keeps saying something like cheese and toast. They they want you to toast this podcast. They want put it mm-hmm. infinitely in the toaster and burn it up yeah exactly i think they're trying to like infiltrate my like either my phone or my or the 5g chip in my left shoulder mm-hmm. um, one of the two so i don't know if this podcast mysteriously comes to an end then there's a good chance that big fogel is behind it mm-hmm. the way is coming from your base mm-hmm. and we but we will fight tooth and nail <laughs> 
cucumber and salami mm-hmm. to yeah. keep this podcast online. Whether it's yeah. Gates, whether it's Fogel, whether it's any anybody from QAnon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fogel should know better. This podcast is two years old, which is, you know, 20 in human years. That's far too old for him to be messing with. So, you know, stay away, Fogel. Uh, get back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Two years in dog years is like 18 years, which is like outside of Fogel's age range. We, we, That's we're exactly the joke I just made. I made it better. Thank you. <laughs> also, two in dog years is fourteen, so we're we're oh, no. prime. We're prime for the picking. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, well, I hope he picks Eric. <laughs> Dude, nothing better than two little boys. It's Fogel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a couple uh, of tuna anyways. little boys. Mm-hmm. Um. Just like the tuna, what this the podcast is not real, so don't. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about before all this, Eric? Dude, I wish I knew. I, I wish I could remember what we were I talking have, about. We were talking. About. I have something. To... <laughs> I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. You go for it. Yeah, I, I had something I wanted to bring to your attention, and Please. I think it's like we can add it to the infinite list much like infinite vegetable combinations of ideas that big way could use to improve their business model um and i realized like i've been going out for a lot of like alfresco and indoor dining activations recently um typically when dining in groups i like to explore the appies menu the tapas and i feel like there's this missing appetizer like moment at subway i'm not really sure what it is but i love to get an appy every time you know but what does that look like at subway what's their because they do sides they obviously do beverages but the sides aren't appies you know you're not going to get like the chips to start like Mm. how how can they make this happen like it's it's the perfect setup because you walk into subway you're hungry right You're, you're angry you're hangry you have to wait at least like 15 minutes from door to first bite because you got to go through the whole rigmarole with the ordering so if they could like set you up with a little bit of food at the beginning a little appetizer to take you through that experience you probably emerge mm-hmm. a happier customer mm-hmm. i mean you're 100 percent right i think you talked about this before uh but i had a great experience at cat's delicatessen mm. in new york remember the story where they like you know you tell them what you want and it's like a smoked meat sandwich place. And uh, while they're like slicing it up and making your sandwich for you, they just like drop a little piece on a plate for you. Mm. Kind of like a dog. <laughs> and you just kind of like slurp it up. And you just get a little bite of like the smoked meat. And it's kind of like, you know, you haven't paid yet. There is an opportunity for you to like just sprint out the door. But it's also like um, a way for you to like be locked in. It's like, okay, I got a taste of this. I'm in, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. it's good enough for me to stay. Um, and it also kind of like wets the palate a little bit, getting you kind of get the juices going for that next mm-hmm. uh, next bite, which will be in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. A little bit of uh, oral foreplay for you there. Yeah, precisely. That's on that. I, I, I guess sam- the sampling, like th- that as a strategy, sampling strategy is probably the move because... In theory, I could sample every single one of the ingredients that I'm ordering. 
as I'm ordering them, both to like keep me satisfied, but also ensure freshness mm -hmm. within the mm -hmm. order. Because you could hit undo at any moment. If you say like, oh, the pepperoni slices are no good today. Can we just command Z those from my foot long? <laughs> yeah, good point. And, you know, bringing it back to gelato, like, I love tasters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love being able to, like, let me try the, you know, the fudge Oreo flavor and then getting a little bite of that. And then I can make my decision then. Um, that makes me confident in my purchase and allows me to, like, quickly like navigate a bunch of options rather than like kind of like spinning on like two or three of like I don't know which one's gonna be better I can just try one or two of them and then know exactly if I'm gonna buy it or not mm -hmm. I really don't understand the whole gelato taster culture I don't know how we got here we're <laughs> making this with no other restaurant like I know I'm, I'm recommending this for Subway this is basically the exact same concept however when I think about it in the world of gelato it doesn't make any sense like you don't go into like a bakery and ask to try like a little bit of every croissant and macaron there until you find the one you want to mm -hmm. order or the same thing at another restaurant. But gelato, for some reason, mm -hmm. we've destigmatized this and they, and they actually have built industry around it. You get, there's all these little spoons just for this reason. <laughs> you know why? I'll tell you exactly why this exists because gelato places all it is is just a bulk section, but for ice cream. And do you ever mm. just go to like Ceylon Foods and just like sample the bulk section? Like, don't oh, tell yeah. me you don't like sneak a little candied almond in your mouth while you're like scooping it up. Like, <laughs> one, if for you, if you... <laughs> one for daddy. One for Papa, you know? And mm -hmm. if you suddenly realize, oh, wait a second, I don't actually like how this tastes, you just throw the bag somewhere like in between the crackers or like whatever. Like, That's it doesn't a good matter. Point. So, at any point in your gelato journey, you can <laughs> you can just hit a board and be like, you know what, my cone, my choice, and I'm I'm good. Mm -hmm, not feeling it today. I'm out. I guess like Subway mm -hmm. is the bulk section of fast food because <laughs> you can put as much in your sandwich as you want. Well, so it's, it's the actually deli. because it's the, the bulk deli, section, yeah. you you get to manipulate like the scale. <laughs> but like <laughs> but if you go to a deli you tell them hey i want this and then they like do it for you so it's like mm -hmm. a, a deli is like an elevated bulk section where somebody has to do it for you and that's what subway is too so you're yeah wow it's actually like dude every time <laughs> you draw a connection between like the subway model and like something else out in the world like this you think like damn what a what a great idea you know like mm -hmm. what a beautiful concept Dude, it's amazing. Subway is like truly a marvel in user experience design. <laughs> mm -hmm. And for all the flack we give it, they, they really have something special inside them. And I'm not talking about the BMT. I'm talking about the interaction model of like finding that tension between self-creation and like and self-destruction, if you will, in some cases, and um, being catered for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so right, man. Wow. Hmm. You know when you're at the gelato shop and you're asking for all those little samples, you're like, can I uh, try the cookies and cream? I just want to make sure it's good today or whatever whatever samples you get. Mm -hmm. I always feel like the gelato artist is dead inside during that period. Like they, <laughs> they shut down 
They're not smiling. They're not happy to do it. They know it's a favor. They know every single sample they give you is a favor, but they're entertaining it. So they're just like so dead inside. Do you feel mm-hmm. that energy too? Um, I don't know. When people see me, Ty, at, a, at their business, they light up actually. And they say, wow, thank God Eric from Think Fresh is here. Ready mm. to sample our gelato. Um, and so they're always happy to give it to me because they know I, you know, when I walk in, I, I walk in with a big tip. For sure, when they see your Saint Laurent jeans and Goyard wallet, they know you're in a high spend bracket. Just walking out with a three <laughs> scooper tonight. Mm-hmm, exactly. So if if I'm paying for a three scooper and I'm paying for my girls three scooper, you better fucking let me sample every single flavor in this goddamn sneeze guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, the ice ice cream also ha- big ice cream is probably the creator of the sneeze guard. Like, I think ice cream shops have been around for, I don't know, 100 years, ever since they invented refrigeration. So, yeah, they, they're probably the uh, the pioneers in the sneeze guard business. Mm-hmm. It's the one sneeze guard that's, like, absolutely mandatory because it has to regulate the temperature as well. It's not just about protecting, you know, gross people from food. Mm -hmm. one thing that's interesting though is your ice cream scooper to continue to draw a parallel here your your ice cream artist it operates not with a plastic gloved up hand but with a metal scooper that's their appendage extension so they Mm -hmm. don't have to glove up they because they never make contact with food in theory Mm -hmm. they could have can you imagine if they like had a plastic glove on and they just like grabbed it like a mitten in the snow just kind of molded mm-hmm. it on your freaking your, uh, your cone or imagine they just like picked it up like some dog shit like it was like put their hand in a bag grabbed it and then like pulled the bag out of the, out of it inverse. and just like gave you the bag it's like that's that's nasty i got no problem with that you know why because it just it's it's a very instant transaction then and i can i now have a to-go order of ice cream. I don't know, man. I want my gelateria to, you know, work with the spoon and, like, do a nice little dance around the cone, like, make mm. it nice and fluffy and, like, perfectly, like, symmetrical on all sides and, like, some nice little, you know, lumps and crevices for me to sink mm-hmm. my teeth into. Like, I think it's all part of the art of the gelato. And that's why mm. I don't go to Marble Slap or, you know, mcdonald's for ice cream i go to you know real gelato places here in vancouver mm-hmm. i know i get that i appreciate the sculpting the refinement that happens as they twirl that metal spoon around the ice cream they leave mm-hmm. a few crevices and it looks like a like a, an arsham sculpture and uh i get why you like that i will <laughs> say though that like <laughs> i hate you bro like this still looks just like my Pikachu at home. Um. <laughs> can can you guys make it look like a cause doll so I can fuck it later? <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, it's funny they have an ice cream scoop for the tuna at Subway. It's for the tuna. They don't really need that because they now they're now they're double dipping on <laughs> like material for collecting. Uh, protein and vegetables like they're gloved <laughs> up just go in fist it 
Don't yeah. be afraid. Do you think we could like? Do you think we could like bring a cone into Subway and just be like, "Yeah, I'll I'll take it in a cone today," <laughs> <laughs> and just like watch them like scoop their uh, little tuna on top of that. Dude, and you, you know sprinkle the little, little sound it makes. <laughs> I love that because you're gonna sprinkle a little bit of shredded lettuce on top. Oh. They could marble slab the tuna. Like they could like splat on the counter, work in a mm. few black olives, kind of splat, splat, splat it around, and then glop it into like a cone at the end. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like that I would, would genuinely cool. try that. I think you're gonna be doing that tonight when you make your sauce. You're gonna be splatting it all over the place, uh, splat, mixing splat. the olives with uh, you know a little tomato. You're gonna be basically making a pasta sandwich tonight that's pretty amazing that's right. it's pasta night in chef ty's kitchen mm-hmm. well um you know ty speaking of like good experiences i want to tell you about my uber trip <laughs> i want to tell you about my uber trip on saturday so i went to a like 90 wine activation mm-hmm. and i just want to call out how like rich i made myself feel by just navigating like the basic functionality in the Uber app, okay? Okay. So yesterday I had to go to the Shangri-La, or not yesterday, last week, I had to go to the Shangri-La hotel. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I got an Uber there, but I added a stop at the old juice bar uh, where mm-hmm. I was able to pick up a nice little bottle of Natty wine. And mm-hmm. I thought this was like a very sick, like just like moment to like, flex in front of bay i was like hops in the uber uber pulled up outside the wine bar i was like give me two minutes buddy and i hopped mm-hmm. out skipped the line the of like yeah leave the engine running i'll be quick skip the line of like 10 people waiting for tables at this place mm-hmm. at this wine bar just like walked straight past them at the cashier i was like give me a pinot noir for 40 bucks and this guy is like say less pulls out a bottle of sunday in august Mm-hmm. And, I said, and then he started describing like the second thing he was going to recommend and I said I'll take the first one I was like sold popped the wine ran back up to the vehicle which was still warm mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hopped in ripped over to the hotel and boom that was it in and out in like two minutes wow mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive Eric so the uh, innovation here is you figure out how to get an Uber to idle for you. Yeah, exactly. You can get an Uber to do anything for you. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> all you do, bro, you just add a stop. And whatever you do at that stop is your business. <laughs> it's the fastest way point. to have a private driver. Yeah, it's a bit of a stop hack. It, it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. the equivalent of like when your sandwich artist pops the foot long in the toaster you got 30 seconds of their time it's all you and them they're at your bill mm-hmm. you're you are their customer whatever you need mm-hmm. from them they can provide it that's your stopover mm-hmm. yeah their hands on the toaster your hands on the sneeze guard mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so how's your day going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i got a few questions for you mm-hmm. yeah what's in the tuna we don't know mm-hmm. the fans what's your know? favorite sandwich do you want to come yeah. on the pod mm-hmm Cool. That's something we could try. We could try getting a real artist on the pod. And not a retired artist like <laughs> like one of our previous guests, but a, a live action artist. 
<laughs> so, someone who is deployed. <laughs> He's in the field, yeah. in the in the greens, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. I, I think it's really admirable, Eric, the way you. Uh, it was very BDE of you to stroll into a wine bar. It's very biodynamic of you to just skip the line, grab the bottle, decline any other options, or even hearing the tasty notes on the bottle, <laughs> and then like, beeline out of there. That's that's a mm-hmm. man strutting through yeah. that space. I'm all set on tasting notes. Like if you start talking about like like the high top note or whatever, like bullshit, like I'm just gonna cut you off. Like like I'm good on that. Like don't even worry about it. Like you're still gonna get your tip. Like just mm. stop lying to me, bro. <laughs> it's kind of binary. I don't need to know the tasting notes. I just need to know it has them. Mm-hmm. It's like has somebody thought about this? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, now I don't have to. Yeah, now I that's why I'm paying for the bottle. Like if I cared so much about the notes, I would make my own fucking wine. <laughs> <laughs> I at least want to try it first, you know? I yeah, like, exactly. Just like, I'm paying somebody else to think about it so that I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, why are, you, why are you giving me work to do? Like, I don't care. I just want to, like, fucking pop this cork and sip on it. Like, sip on it until I forget, you know, <laughs> what I did this week. Totally. It's like, mm-hmm. just tell, like, this is the problem with the wine industry in general is that they're a little bit too caught up in the details. And like, mm-hmm. all I really care about is whether like your teller took the photo on the label and whether or not like it mm-hmm. is, uh, got tannins in it, you know, like, mm-hmm. is it, is it biodynamic enough for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I hate when people like, you know, shit on others for caring about like the wine label. It's like, it's very like wine world. To... <laughs> It's like very Wayne's world to care about <laughs> what somebody else thinks of the wine label. It's like, it's like, no, the wine label matters. It's going to be sitting on the table and I'm going to have to stare at it the entire time I'm drinking this wine. So it better not be like the Snoop Dogg wine, you know? <laughs> like, I don't want to be staring at the Snoop wine and like tasting it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I've had like two bad glasses of wine in my life because I just haven't developed the palate to make sense of the flavors. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's all bullshit, and maybe I never will. Maybe they're all faking yeah. it. So, like, they're the only thing it. that I can critique is the, to some degree of certainty, is the label. And I don't want to be looking at Snoop wine all night. I want to, <laughs> I want to look at uh, some nice, t- nicely set type, maybe yeah, a, a yeah, muted yeah, yeah. palette, perhaps a like mm. flowing illustration of like a nude human. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Something a local artist might have made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how do you think like big brown liquor feels about like like their primary target audience like trying their best to not taste your alcohol like think about like um like hennessy or like um i don't know jd or jameson mm. like the kids who buy that, their primary objective is to like, how do I drink as much of this as possible while not tasting any of it? Mm. So that might include like, you know, having a chaser or like taking a deep breath before and after, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. mixing it with like Coke. Like they, they'll do anything to just not taste it. 
You're right. I see. So you're talking about the sector of liquor that I refer to as punishment liquor. <laughs> no, if there's no such thing as a punishment liquor, then there has to be a punishment like dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I know what would fall under that category. I think I do too, Eric. Say less. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are punishment liquors, and um. By that, I mean you only buy that to either punish yourself or punish others by making them drink it. No one mm-hmm. actually wants a shot of Jameson. No one's excited about Jameson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always the loser in the game of uh, like Rage Cage to have to drink the, the bitch cup, which usually is a mixture of <laughs> a mixture of Jameson, some soju, uh, mm-hmm. Like a pale iced ale, tea, white claw, pale ale, like mm. the worst of the worst. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like, no one rolls up to the party and it's like, Oh, bro, you brought a bottle of absolute vodka, you <laughs> gotta give me a sip. Like, yeah, no one's no, thinking no, no. that. It, punishment no, that's, liquor, that's punishment liquor. Yeah, exactly. It, that it, that's reserved for like whoever shows up sober has to drink like three shots of that, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? There's like a lot of punishment vegetables on the lineup at Subway. And I know this because whenever we get the opportunity to edit each other's sandwiches, I always like scan the list and think what would be bad on this. So like the tuna is obviously a punishment ingredient. The jalapenos <laughs> can be when used correctly. The mm-hmm. um, uh, Actually, maybe it's just those two. The spinach, <laughs> the spinach for sure. Um, any of the breads that's not herbs and cheese that's a punishment oh, yeah. bread like a wrap <laughs> the veggie patty um, veggie patty you know mm-hmm. most things salad. actually yeah egg salad most things on that menu are punishment enough you know going to Subway itself is a punishment so there's not much really you can do about it totally mm-hmm. you know what Eric I am punishing myself by not eating lunch today so I think I need to go make some food ah <laughs> uh, yes the uh eternal struggle i have to eat as well so let's just go ahead and take a bite of this podcast <laughs> well, i'm taking a bit dude i'm swallowing this whole <laughs> oh great well thank you breadheads um be, go easy on yourselves at subway you know, don't punish yourselves too much take it one bite at a time and just don't carb load too much. Chew slowly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Think fresh, everyone. Ciao.